We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 National League. Preview, division odds, MVP odds, scion odds, getting you ready for everything National League. If you missed the American League preview from last week, easy stuff. Sub to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Go check that out or hit the description of this video or this podcast, and you can find the direct link to it right now. Some of the prices have changed, but not many, to tell you the truth. So the value bets last week are still presumably the value bets this week. But we're talking all things Senior Circuit this time around. In the comments section, give me your favorite single bet on the card. It could be a future MVP. It could be a rookie of the year. It could be an over-under win total. Doesn't matter. We can look into that. And you tell me what's going on in that regard. Remember to smash the like button to the episode as well if you are watching this on YouTube. Let's bring them in. The same crew as last week from FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and FTNBets.com. Host of Mean Streets, Chris Meany. And from the Mayo Media Network, host of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets going daily starting next week. Presented now by Jock Market. You go to jockmarket.com, use code MMN at first deposit, and John will be able to walk you through all of this stuff and how to really take advantage. You'll get a deposit match of up to $100. So deposit $100, they give you another $100 to play with. John, what did you you start with, like $20 and turned it into like $3K last year? That is all That is all 1,000% legitimate, Pat. I, I sent you the screenshot. I have an empty transaction history. I put in a $20 promo. I started applying a lot of the things that kind of made me successful trading towards the game. I love Jock Mark. I mean, outside of the spot, I love the game. And it stuck. And I turned the 20, I mean, 15,000%. That's... You can't really fake that kind of funk, Pat. 15,000%. The 20 bucks is over 3K, and I can't wait for baseball season to kick back off. And we're going to be doing it every day, man. I love it. 
Uh, and if you hit the description right now, you can find the link to that, bring you directly to the page code MMN, get that deposit bonus, and then John on the network is going to have some strategy videos of how to do it. Yeah. If, you, if you've ever wanted to bet on baseball, but think about it in a different way. This way is like trading stocks of players. I think it's a really cool concept, and John, he's a pro at it, so he can walk you yeah. through the best methods in order to do it. Chris Meany, you are the host of Mean Streets, which airs every single day. Where and when can people find that, just in case they may not know? Uh, every, yeah, every day, Monday to Friday at 12 Eastern on our FTN YouTube page. It does air on Game Plus Network at 2 Eastern and 5 Eastern. And honestly, you know, just to kind of piggyback off what you guys are talking about with John and Jock Market, like, is there a better dude out there to yeah. talk about the stocks? <laughs> honestly, like when I listen to John talk, it's like he is just a straight up broker. I mean, I am always buying what he is selling. And for the <laughs> most part, he is selling it uh, pretty darn well. So that's something I'm going to have to check out as well. But yeah, Mean Streets, Monday to Friday, we're getting into uh, baseball mode here. We're just a week away, man, from opening day. I'm pretty jacked. Well, this is going to be the final baseball show for the Pat Mayo experience for this year because everything will just translate over to fantasy football or fantasy baseball. Sorry, picks and bets. Uh, like I said, the video is up on MMN and you can subscribe to the podcast as well if you just want to listen to it in your earbuds. John will talk things, all things jock market, individual players, plus fantasy baseball as well. If that's what you're interested in, he'll have it all covered for you over there but we're here to talk about some bets some future bets for the national league right now we jump into the nl east to kick things off and no surprise the atlanta braves are the favorites in the nl east right now at plus 140 the mets are plus 150 the phillies plus 380 marlin 16 to 1 the nationals 55 to 1 what happened to the nationals mean didn't they win the world series like three years ago yeah, they did. And then they sold everybody. <laughs> they they got rid of everybody, basically. I mean, Trey Turner is now uh, a member of the Dodgers. I mean, that happened last year. And they did bring in Nelson Cruz. He's like 100 now. I think he still has something to offer, maybe a little bit of protection inside that lineup for Juan Soto. But yeah, if you're a Nats fan, I, I guess you can just look back and say, you know, at least we got that ring, that championship, right? Max Scherzer's no longer a part of the squad anymore. How much does Strasburg have to offer? So it's it's a team that... It's not going to offer a whole lot. Uh, I don't think so. In, in the betting market, I don't think that they're going to be uh, all that great of a ball team. And just hopefully, and I say hopefully because I'd like to see Juan Soto stay there. I, I know that it, it seems like maybe the writing is on the wall that he is going to be gone eventually. I don't know if he's going to go to Big John's Yankees pinstripes, but I mean, he's going to no. be offered $400 million from some ball team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that team is going to be, but it does seem like, if you're a Nats fan, it's going to be a long season for you. But yeah, just a couple years removed from the World Series. John, it's kind of funny to think about when you look at some of the win totals from the other divisions. And like, although the Nationals are 55 to 1 to win the NL East, their win total is still 71 and a half. Like, that's much higher than the Diamondbacks. That's much higher than the Rockies, who are both playing in that division or over in the West. But anyway, those are two teams in one division who. You know, aren't 55 well they I mean they are those deep odds as well but you have the Dodgers at the very top along with the Padres but it just seems like such an outrageous number and we all know Meanie that you're rooting for the Nationals because they're the ex-expos we know this right <laughs> yes yeah absolutely I mean the old man is uh he he decided to to follow Montreal to Washington so he got himself a ring but I'll tell you what when I talk uh, preseason baseball with him he's not too excited he would like to see Juan Soto stay but again they just don't have a whole lot to to offer offensively outside of Soto I mean Cruz is is almost 42 now and <laughs> uh, Josh Bell wow. had the great 
season a couple years ago with Pittsburgh. He still has a lot of pop in his bat. I would expect him, Cruz, and Soto to each have probably 30 home runs. But outside of that, there's a lot of holes, especially in the you know the bottom part of this lineup. And the rotation is not good either. I, I don't know. Like, is there number one Patrick Corbin? He may be right now, and, and that's a problem. John, 71 and a half, like I mentioned, for the Nationals. It's only 76 and a half for the Marlins as a win total, yet they're 16 to one and the Nationals are 55 to one. One of those numbers seems wrong to me. Yeah, I th- there's, there's a lot there's a lot wrong in the division. First off, I think, Pat, really think you, you nailed it. And I think the answer is just uncertainty. No one knows where it's going to come from. The Marlins also, I think part of the Marlins number is kind of how they tricked a lot of us, and I'm slowly raising my hand. I thought the Marlins pitching put them in a position to be better than the win total last year. However, come the All-Star break, they kind of tricked me and they sold off. I, I didn't – now, granted, I didn't think the Marlins were going to break the bank to add a half a dozen stars, but I did think they might add one piece, maybe a veteran, maybe a bullpen guy to help try and get them to the wild card. That didn't happen. They reversed course and sold off. So I'm usually a little bit worried backing kind of bad teams – if anything, I think it's probably the Marlins number because there's too it's too crowded at the top. And it's funny because everyone is talking about the Mets and the Braves as they should be. The Phillies are not bad either. They pitch, they hit, they added Corey Knable to the back end of the bullpen, something that the Phillies really struggled with last year. They lost a lot of games in the eighth and ninth innings. And if you move a few, you know, to half a dozen wins into the win column for last year, we'd be talking about the Phillies in that same breath also. So uh, there's definitely, it's definitely clearly stratified. And I I just wouldn't touch those teams probably regardless because both of them, the Nats and the Marlins might be sellers. All right. So Listen, you- I, the, the under pad is the way to go with this Washington team. You, you're right. It is, it's confusing to look at it, to see the, the gap between both squads. Uh, but I think John nailed it with just, the uncertainty with Miami. Derek Jeter is no longer around in management. Like, what direction is this team going? Because they do have a nice staff, a really strong staff. Alcantara is nice. Uh, Rogers has got some upside. Lopez has some upside. Jesus Lazardo is a guy that I think a lot of people liked in the fantasy community a couple of years ago. He still has something to offer if he can stay healthy. I, I think if you're looking between those two teams, and I know unders isn't the way to go, but we gave one on this show when we talked about the American League with the Oakland Athletics, yep. a team that continues to sell. I think Washington could be a team. Like, Cruz is not going to be on this team come trade deadline because they're not going to be hanging around. They're probably going to ship him off just like he was shipped off at the deadline to the Rays last year. So there's going to be another bat outside of that lineup. Sure, they want to bring in some pieces and keep Soto happy, but realistically, uh, 70 wins, 71 wins, 71 and a half or whatever it is, it's a little high for this team um, considering where they are offensively and all the holes that they have inside their rotation. So... Maybe you stay away from the Miami team because you just don't know what way they're yeah. going to go. But I would I would bank on Washington selling at the deadline. Yeah, I, that's a that's a pretty good bet, Chris. Considering, and I do like some of the Washington pitching prospects, but they're really on the horizon. They're not going to be a this year thing, and it might even bolster your point in that. I believe they believe in. I believe they believe in these pitchers, namely, let's call, say uh, Josiah Gray and even mm-hmm. Adon coming up meaning I think they're going to allow them to work through some struggles. And Josiah Gray is probably a bit closer than the rest of those guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Nats have starters we've really never heard of all throughout September, and they're just kind of losing, trying to get everybody right for the next season. You know, as they kind of – 
it's a weird, it's not like a full breakdown. They're trying to do this rebuild on the fly, and it's not a now team. So when we think about the top, you got the Mets, you got the Braves, you got the Phillies. John, do you have any idea between those three teams, even if you want to talk about upside, downside? Obviously, you know, the Mets are a real trendy pick every single year, and then they'll lose like four of their five best players, and then they'll be no good. Yeah. So should we expect that to happen again? I mean, gosh, I just have a, such a hard time sinking my teeth into like Mets gray clouds being like an actionable thing for betting. It's not how I've ever made money in the market. I make money in the market trying to be as objective as possible, put myself in the best probabilistic scenario. So if we're speaking from that lens, the Mets are really good. And I think that's the team that probably is the best chance of separation because of the pitching. They have a very strong bullpen. They have a lot of offensive depth as well. But I think I'll, maybe it doesn't get mentioned enough. The Mets have two or three players. I'm thinking about Dom Smith, also J.D. Davis right now, that are not even necessarily everyday starters. That Maybe Chris could speak to what his number on this is, but I think those two guys would probably start for half of the teams this season. So I think the Mets, right, and this kind of feeds off of what you were mentioning, Pat, with injuries, but I think even if they have some injuries, also Tyler McGill waiting in the background to as the sixth man, right? So if they lose a Carrasco or, or there is no replacement for the Grom, but McGill is very good. So they have serviceable people ready to step up in every phase of the game. I think the Mets are the team that looks like they could separate. I kind, I kind of, I, I agree, but they're not my team for me. I just think they're slightly overrated. I, I just, I don't know what it is. It's like both New York teams, uh, they, on paper, they're awesome. The staff, I mean, a one, two with the Grom and Scherzer, I mean, can't argue that one, two. I just don't, I don't really buy into this offense. I do agree with Big John with some of the players that they have. I mean, last year they were just a what 27th in runs. They were bottom 10 in WOBA and average. They just they they it's been the same thing year in and year out with the Mets. I mean, they have one 90 win season since 2007. Even when they went to the World Series, they only had 90 wins that year, yeah. and they were led by strong pitching. The pitching is is legit. I mean, we know that Degrom and Scherzer are fantastic. I, I still like this brave squad. I think Atlanta has a lot to offer. I think they have a really good rotation as well. Clearly, they're going to miss Freddie Freeman, but you bring in Matt Olson. They were able to bring back Eddie Rosario, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies are still terrific players. Uh, Swanson still, I think, uh, you know, we saw a little bit more from him last year. I think there's just maybe a, another level that he could bring. It's a really competitive division. The Phillies yeah. probably bring the most value here. You bring in Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. Offensively, they may have the best lineup but I think why I lean with Atlanta is the rotation is strong it's very solid I, I like Ian Anderson I like Max Freed got nothing from Canadian Mike Soroka last year if he could be the fourth or the fifth inside that division that's another mm -hmm. element Canley Jansen's a guy that they brought in uh, so the bullpen is pretty strong I think that they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Mets in terms of the rotation and I think their offense is slightly better uh, but I do believe that the value inside this division, if we're looking for a quote-unquote long shot as you bring it up, is the Phillies at plus 380. I mean, uh, yeah. they don't have the, the rotation, Big John, but offensively, they can hang with the best of the teams. Yeah, and they might be one of those adders as well. Ranger Suarez is going to be throwing today. So, you know, the top of the rotation is is there. Like, you know, they have something. I worry about the depth with Philly and Atlanta as well. Again, I, I agree with everything you said because it's all right. It's just whether where is Atlanta going to find those innings in the from the three four five before Soroka comes back? I do believe he'll be back in the second half, but it's got to be Enoa, Kyle Wright, Tucker Davidson. None of those guys have really shown us that much yet. I do like Enoa, 
I'm not a big fan of guys that punch walls and break hands. Like just because that's, you know, I'm just serious. Not only did, you know, you kind of, it's a bit selfish, yeah. right? You kind of showed, you kind of showed that you put your emotion in front of the team and you kind of put your body at risk. doesn't mean he's bad, but I worry about the back end of the, the brave staff. I think everything else that's you fair. said is right. I think the bullpen is fantastic. The Phillies, I just don't know where we're going to get. I think the Pat's point about the Mets always kind of, being a bit behind expectations, the Phillies are probably right there too, Chris, right? It was Harper. It was like, oh, man, Bryce Harper, and that hasn't really happened. And it was adding Nolan. It just – all these players, it just hasn't clicked yet. And I think they're really set to go off. I mean, this Schwarber, Harper, JTR thing, there were going to be days that they're going to be minus 300 favorites. Would you ever bet a minus 300 favorite in baseball? That seems like such a losing bet. It is a losing bet. <laughs> Yeah, if no you chance. take the other side, if Pat, if you take the other side of those all year blind, but you bet them all, you're going to come out in the black on the venture. Gar- guaranteed. There's the, that's not how you win. No way. I always see this with golf bets. And you know, I like to translate everything back to golf, but like you could have, unless you're playing like an absolute, you're playing me on the course kind of thing. We even saw it during the match play. You'd have these head to head matchups, you know, one really highly ranked player and they're like minus two fifty. It's a, it's one round of golf. Like that's it, it's, there's such high variance with that within an 18 hole rounds. That's why they play the full four rounds is so the cream of the right. crop can rise and be consistent over those 72 holes in an 18 hole. Like yeah. eventually you just have to look at it and be like, Although I don't think that this person is going to win, these odds actually don't make any sense. No. Yeah, and, and it just won't translate into the outcome. Everyone really wants it to, but it doesn't. The Yankees are at home and they hit lefties and they're on fire against this team. That doesn't do anything. And they'll go out and lose four to three. You know, and that's just what it is. It just happens. There's errors, there's bounces, bad calls, good calls. You know, just you, you nailed it, Pat. The name of the game is variance. Don't pay that kind of juice. Be more selective and you'll be better in the end. You can even go back a couple of years ago when, I mean, Jacob Agram was on that, that that run that he was on, a span of what, like 24, 25 starts of two runs or fewer. How many W's did he get over that span? He never got yeah, any no. run support. And the Mets were massive favorites when he was on the hill, minus yeah. 280, 340. It's going to be the same thing this year when DeGrom is on the bump, Scherzer's on the hill. These guys are going to be tremendous favorites. Are they going to get the run support this season? So there's a lot of pieces that they brought in. I like some of the pieces they brought in, like Starling Marte's, a, you know, a guy you can put on top of the order, get on base, whether he's hitting that one or that two spot. He's, he's, for the most part over his career, he's been a great on-base guy. Same with Mark Canna. Like, he's not flashy. Uh, you know, he leaves the big, spacious Oakland Coliseum. Maybe he'll hit a couple more home runs there in New York, which is not a great hitter's park anyways. But he's another guy that can get on base. And maybe, you know, once they start getting some guys on base, and can start getting some run support. But you can take that philosophy from golf, baseball, hockey. Don't be betting minus 300 favorites. There you go. There's a <laughs> lot that can happen uh, yeah. in, in one game. Yeah, there you go. Final thoughts on the East. John, do you got a winner or anything else you want to say? No, it's, it's just too close to call. Again, you know, especially with futures, you're locking up your money for six months at a time. You should be in love with the play. You should absolutely love it before you pull the trigger. And again, we mentioned this last week. These odds are going to move as the season progresses. So if you're not in love with the price, you can always keep an eye on it and it might move in your favor. Meanie? I'm going to back the Braves. 
I'm going to back the Braves. I'm going to back this Brave squad. I, I have the same concerns that Big John has at the, the back end of that rotation, but I, I, do, I do like the offense. Even without Freddie Freeman, it's, it's a tough bat to lose. There's no question about that. But Matt Olson, I think, is terrific. Uh, yeah, he's he not going to come with the same sort of average. He's got tremendous pop. Just talked about leaving Oakland and what that can do for a guy. He leaves a lot of spacious ballparks inside the AL West. Uh, so I do like his bat, and I like the rotation. I, I like those first three guys, and I, I like the bullpen, even with Will Smith, right? Will Smith was a great closer last year. Now he, he bumps down to be a setup guy, a reliever guy. Uh, high leverage player. I, I, I'm in on the Braves. I think that they get it done again uh, inside this division. But it's going to be a, a terrific race. Even Miami, I think the over 76 and a half, I th- or the uh, sorry, the under 71.5 on Washington, I think is uh, is one of my favorite plays in, on the board in terms of National League just win totals. NL Central. The Brewers are prohibitive favorites in the division race. Right now they come in at minus 165 to win the division. St. Louis is second, second at just over two to one. Cubs eleven to one. Reds seventeen to one. Poor Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh seventy-five to one to win the NL Central. John, is this indicative of how good the Brewers are or that division that or that this division is just kind of on a downswing? I mean, the Brewers are the favorite. They should be the favorite because, man, they pitch like the Dickens, and that's where I like to put my money. I do not like to lock up my money for six months on this kind of juice, even though I do think it is a smash win, right? So from a probabilistic standpoint, I absolutely think that is a winning bet to win the division. But I really struggle to get to the odds. I'd much rather stick with the same team for the same reasons in where I feel they're being mispriced when we look, kind of look at the World Series, maybe we would get to that. But since we are talking about the Brewers, 15 to 1 to win the World Series, give me whatever money I was going to put at minus 165 for the, you know, for the division. I'd rather put it at 15 to 1 to make the playoffs. With that top three, I mean, this has got to be the best top three in the league. I mean, Woodruff and Burns and Peralta with Hayter and Devin Williams at the back end. Could you think of a better way to win a short series? Not me. So I'm thinking a little further down the line. I'm skipping over the juice for the division, and I'm looking more at the at the, the chip at the end of the year. Well, Mini does. I the, couldn't agree more. Does the 89 and a half have any interest for you in terms of the win total? Because that's lower than both the Mets and the Braves. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we just over. talked about uh, absolutely 95 win team last year. I don't see any flaws at all in the rotation. I couldn't agree more with Big John and what he said. I mean, even adding a guy like Brad Boxberger, who I, I mean, he put together a healthy season last year, right? So that's that's a positive. That's a plus in my opinion. You put him inside that bullpen. Uh, you know, you bring in Hunter Renfro is a great bat. I think he's got a lot to offer. So you get a little bit more offensively from this team. Where last year they had Jackie Bradley Jr. He's a great defensive fielder and they still have really good defensive players on that squad behind great pitchers so I couldn't agree more I I you know it's tough to kind of lay this juice on a single bet you know if you're into maybe parlaying three or four division winners they maybe you can make yeah, it worth right. your while you chuck them in there and away you go you hope that you hit the other three but yeah I love this squad I think they're a great World Series bet as well um, you know, we could, I guess we could kind of make a case for the Cardinals to be a playoff team and to hang around again, but they went on a massive winning streak last year. It was breaking records. What was it like a 20 game? Winning yeah, it was, streak cra- or it was crazy. I don't yeah, think that's a like, pitching. It's not going to happen again. No. Yeah. It's not, they were getting pitching from Jay Happ and John Lester.
Lester, like yeah. just guys that were just over the hill. So I think that was a little fluky. I really like this Brewers squad. And I think, um, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, if you're doing drafts here in the next couple of days, I, I like Hunter Renfro's basically. Well, can I ask you a question, Chris? Are you, uh, I've been looking for comeback player of the year. I am loving Keston Hiura right now. I was a big Hiura guy coming up with the skill set. And, you know, when you see those tangible changes, he cut down that leg kick and you see it and he's faster to the ball. He looks phenomenal. Like they have a guy like Tyrone Taylor waiting the wings, you know, with low cane and what they added Kutch too, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, listen, there we mentioned depth. They can stomach a few injuries. I love, love, love this Brewer team this year. Love it. If it's not the Brewers, let's just say something magically happens to Milwaukee. They just annex Milwaukee from the United States. They got to kick him out of Major League Baseball. <laughs> Which team would then have the best? Obviously, by the odds, it's the Cardinals. But are the Cardinals that much better than the odds indicate than the Cubs, than the Pirates, and then the whatever the hell the other team is? What's the other team in this division? Now I got to go. Reds, Cardinals. The Reds. The Reds are the ones. I forget about Cincinnati. You can throw them out of America, too, for all I care. It's easy to forget about them, Pat, because, like, they <laughs> just got rid of everybody. I can't imagine being a Reds fan. My goodness. Like, two years ago, they decided to, to sign everyone and make these moves and bring in some pieces, and they were competitive. And I know, Big John, you were feeling them. We were both feeling I, them, right? We were both I was feeling them. I bet them. I bet them. I bet them. 33 to one. It was Luis Castillo. They had the bullpen. They had offense. It was a weak division. And I said, Hey, they're going to be adding at the break. And this has a chance. And it did not. <laughs> no, I mean, they, and then they, all they've done here is they've traded pieces. I mean, Luis yeah, Castillo could be the next one out. We talked when we yeah, did the American so. League that maybe that's a move that the Angels like knocking on the door. Hey, we give you a prospect for Luis Castillo. You traded everybody else inside this rotation and, and throw up and down the lineup. I mean, there's only Joey Votto left there, the poor guy. Uh, but no, I, <laughs> I think that, you know, Pat, to answer your question, like if you see some injuries atop that rotation, I think St. Louis and, and Chicago are a little bit closer than the odds, you know, say yes. the win totals. I think that, you know, if you are just trying to sprinkle something on a long shot and saying, you know, injuries happen in baseball, we could see Woodruff go down. He's he's dealt with a couple things over the past couple of years. Corbin Burns only had one full season in the bigs. Like, like there's I'm, Again, I'm being negative here, but if, if something were to happen inside that rotation with some of those arms, then I would take the shot on the Cubs. Um, you know, I you know they bring in Marcus Stroman. I think he's an okay pitcher, better real-life pitcher than a fantasy yeah. pitcher. But I think the offense is a little bit better than the Cubs, Big John. But you said it earlier. I mean, there's not a lot of aces inside this rotation when it comes to St. Louis. Yeah, th it's very easy to see where they could fall, really fall apart, like completely have the wheels fall off the Cardinal team. You mentioned it. They just seem to have this kind of magic – Pujols, you know Albert Pujols is going to hit a home run opening day. Everybody knows this, all right? It's just written. It's already written. If you could find that bet, bet that Pujols homers on opening day and all and all the tears happening. But back to the Cardinals, I don't think the rotation has constituted. I mean, right now I think they have Jake Woodford penciled in as the five. They're relying on Miles Mikolas for another 175 yes. innings. This is not happening. This is The Cardinals, I think, are actually in a lot of trouble I was curious where you what you thought about the Cubs. I'm getting very big major league vibes from the Cubs, like the movie Major League. Like they're really just kind of it's been this like piecemealing, but very interesting, like skill, single skill guys, you know, the whole like wisdom Schwindel thing. Everyone thought these guys were kind of washed. They look pretty good. People said Ortega was washed. He looked pretty good. They brought in John VR. People said he's washed. He went 18 and 14 for the Mets in limited plate appearances. 
John VR could be a fantasy super stud this year. And where I'm getting at is the Cubs just might do enough little things to justify 11 to one. I mean, that's the thing. It's not like you, you nailed it, Chris. Yes, the Cardinals are better than the Cubs, but they're not two to one, 11 to one better. No way. Give me the, the heavy, heavy, heavy lopsided odds towards the Cubs there. I don't really know what else to say about this division because it seems like the back end is just Ugh. really bad. It's, it's awful. really bad. Yeah, it's yeah, awful. It's bad. I mean, I took the under last year on Pittsburgh's win total. I think it was right around 64 and a half. I'm just double checking. I mean, they won 61 games last year. I don't know how much better they are than last season. They got some kids, but they don't seem to really be ready yet. And yeah. this Cincinnati team may be worse than Pittsburgh. Who knows? Like, again, they, they may continue to sell off some pieces. Like if Luis Castillo goes – then what do they really have to offer here? Um, they're they're clearly a team that is looking to to ship off some pieces and get a lot younger. Big John. Oh man, it's 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 very hard to predict again when we're talking about teams that are willing to break it down because all we can do as humans is take the information we have. So we kind of apply. Well, this player is here, but once they move that player, there's really not much to fill the void. Cincinnati. It looks like they're starting Fraley in the two-hole right now. It's really bad. I mean, Aristides Aquino, we've seen the downside there. He's not really an everyday player in the big leagues. Cincinnati, I, I think Cincinnati is worse than Pittsburgh, believe it or not. I really do. Because I also believe there are maybe a couple days or a couple weeks because Castillo is on the IL. I think as soon as Castillo comes back, I think he's off somewhere else. Also, I don't think he's a red by the time the summer months roll. The he's flip gone. side to the Pirates is – they're building towards something. You nailed it. It's not right now. But there's a lot of very good pieces, believe it or not. There really are. There's a couple of really nice pieces. Everyone knows O'Neill Cruz. Rowanzi Contreras was one of the most electric pitchers in all of spring training. And, of course, they subsequently sent him down to the minors. You know, right? That's, and that's kind of what we're talking about. They're not interested in winning now. So when it comes to win totals, think about the context. You know? Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode? doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, the ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internets. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even your devices like Fire Stick, where you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible, get this, 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com Mayo and use promotional code Mayo to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash Mayo. 
All right, well, let's move out west then. The Dodgers are going to be the overwhelming favorites to win the NL West, although the Padres are at least on their heels in terms of outright odds in order to win the World Series. What would you guys say are the chances that the Padres actually end up winning the NL West, even though they're plus 350 right now and the Dodgers minus 235? Well, I would say I think the odds feel about right. The odds I think are wrong is I think it's the Giants. I think those should be swapped. I think the Giants should be three and a half to one, and the Padres should be five and a half to one. The Giants are coming off the 107 win season. Yeah, you lose your catcher, and that matters. No player is worth 20 something wins. You lose Gaussman, who, you know, I was not crazy about, to be honest, the way he finished up last year. They saw something they really liked in Radone and the health reports that the White Sox didn't see. So you brought in a guy that was pitching at an A one Cy Young type level. They also added Alex Cobb, who I really like. I, I think the Giants and the Padres should be swapped, but to your answer, Paddock, I don't know. I think I just think it feels fair. The Padres have a lot of talent, but the right, the core of that talent in Tatis, yes, we're being told he's only gonna be out for two months. Anything could happen between now and then. As of right now, this is a team without Tatis. This is a team that really also struggles at the back end of the rotation. I'm off the Padres. I'm not really, I'm not seeing this as like a, a team that is going to move in our direction, these odds. I can see them starting slow with no Tatis. And maybe the Padres, this odd might be six to one at the middle of May. And then if you really like it, then maybe it's a thought. Meaning, yeah, I think uh, that's the I think that's the play. Uh, I was going to say, give me a scenario where the Dodgers don't win this division. What has to happen to them? Ton of well, injuries. injuries, right? I mean, injuries. they didn't win it last year. They didn't win oh, it last yeah, year, right? We, we will, we will <laughs> say that, right? I mean, they a lot of people expected them to win, myself included. They did cruise past their win total at 106, but it was the Giants who won at 107. I think they're getting slightly disrespected, even though a lot of things went right for the Giants last year, like Brendan Crawford, a little bit older. Like, where did that season come from, and can he repeat that sort of stuff? Uh, you know, Big John mentions Kevin Gaussman, who had a phenomenal season last year. Yeah. You know, obviously now a member of the Blue Jays, but they still have, you know, a really good bullpen. I think I don't know if they are set on who the closer of that bullpen is going to be, but they do have some options there. Logan Webb, I think, is terrific. I think he is uh, a, an, an amazing arm. They bring in Carlos Rodon as well. Uh, he's got some questions if he can stay healthy, but they were able to, you know, figure out some things. Like, I, I got to give them a lot of credit, like the pitching staff, like guys that have went over there, like Gossman, you know, Cobb is there now. Alex yeah. Wood was able to put it together and, and be really strong for them at moments last year too. So I think there's some value there. But to answer your original question, Pat, a lot of would have to – the injuries that's it it's just injuries and i'm not talking to the top of the order i'm saying i guess the flaws would be inside that rotation yeah you know kershaw is a little bit older so can kershaw give them anything this season you lose kenley jansen um they lost a couple other relievers too one guy is kind of uh, joe kelly right kelly's no longer there anymore yeah, that's right um walker bueller if anything was to happen to walker walker bueller that's the name. then we're looking that's at this team is great offense Where's the pitching? So yep. I think that clearly there's no value on the Dodgers here. Probably a hundred win team, but I like I like where the Giants are at. And I think the I think for San Diego, I think they're a trap. Like we talked last week about the Angels, a lot needs to go right for the Padres too. Like there's some pieces inside this rotation that if they can stay healthy, great. But there's a lot of questions that I have about Blake Snell. Mike Clevenger hasn't pitched in a couple of years. Obviously, he's pitching now, but you know we haven't seen him on the big stage here in quite some time. From Tommy John, uh, you Darvish 
right? He's, he's dealt with some stuff. I mean, last year he wasn't able to stay healthy either. Year number one was great. Year number two, not so good in San Diego. Big John mentions Tatis. Tatis is going to be away for a couple months. He's yeah. the key to to the offense. They have some guys here that can certainly rake, but we saw last year yeah. when Tatis was out of the lineup, they really spiraled on offense. So I think they're a fade. And if you're a Padres fan and you want to get on board with the upside, because it's, it is certainly there if they can stay healthy, you got to wait it out here. Wait it out until the end of April, until yeah. Tatis is a little bit closer. They go off to a slow start here. They're 10, 15 games back. That's a, maybe a little bit much in the first month. But if they're six and a half back, you're going to get them, what, six to one, seven Eight, to yeah. one, maybe to win this rotation. And I think that's when yeah. you jump on them. Worth, yeah. worth, I think that was a great point, Chris. Yeah. Worth, worth, I, think I think the Dodgers are two away, two injuries away. Worth noting, the Padres this year were not selected by Tim Andrakus to win the World Series meeting. So they're not Andrakus oh, anymore. they're good. Well, then they're so, good. So yeah. it's a lock? So they're a lock to win. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. i tell you what. As much as we talk about Milwaukee, too, like they are a sneaky team if they can find a way to get into the postseason and they're healthy. Like if – if you get 85% of you Darvish, I like Musgrove. I think we can all agree Musgrove is great. Yeah. Um, but you Darvish, Blake Snell, Clevenger, yep. Mackenzie Gore. Don't want to get yeah. too excited. He but looks Mackenzie great. Gore, he looks absolutely phenomenal. One of the better prospects. Mm-hmm. Pat, you and I have him in League of Leagues. We've been waiting for him for a couple of years. Yeah. This is the year. Uh, <laughs> Why Mackenzie you Gore held this shows whole time? Up. Yeah, this whole time, just waiting wow. out on Mackenzie Gore. Uh, but, man, he's got some upside, right? And, again, this is a guy – just like the rest of these guys inside the rotation, if they can put it together, they could be a scary team in the playoffs, yeah. but I would wait it out in the first few weeks of the season. Cause I think you'll get better value. Yeah. Agreed. Oh boy. So Padres, Giants, Dodgers, do we want to do anything with the Diamondbacks or with the Rockies? No. Big John in terms of win totals, no, maybe no. hit the unders. I don't know. No, no. And uh, <laughs> the, the Rockies are an especially good example of, why we got to be careful even trying to dogpile the bad teams because of the environment in Colorado, which I don't even know. It just neutralizes everything. The whole It's a pinball machine. I generally try and stay away from it. I stepped on that rake last year, unfortunately, as well. I thought the Rockies were terrible. I think I was right. I think they are <laughs> terrible. But because Colorado does kind of level the playing field, they somehow won 74 games last year. That's incredible. This team is awful. They are god awful just terrible the bullpen is bad the offense is bad the starting pitching is one of the worst in the league but again when you have these scores that turn into 15 12 bullpen just kind of beaten you know each other to death it's very tough so i think the rockets are terrible i would be looking to go under but i think i'm going to leave it alone because i did just get stung on it i'd rather fa- i'd rather put my money on good teams <sighs> I, I, yeah, I, it's hard to argue that with the Rockies. It's it's really hard to figure out the organization, honestly. If you just go back Backwards. to yeah, back, it's the last few years with the kids and the prospects. When are they going to play? And then you know they had David Dahl, a couple of these guys that I we were all waiting for to play, and then they bring in these veterans that are on their last legs. It's like why why are they doing this sort of stuff? Like Ian Desmond, remember when they brought in Desmond? It's just like sign him to a lengthy contract, and then they can't figure it out with Nolan Arenado, so they ship him, and then they also ship $50 million to St. Louis, and then they decide that they're not going to bring back Trevor Story, but then they go out and sign Chris Bryan. It's it's, it's just a tough organization and to Igle- really figure and out. Igle- and Iglesias. Iglesias, too. I, I actually don't to mind the total. very important. It was very important I, to block the talent. That's how that's how they roll, Chris. And and that, that's yeah. Now I don't know. New management. Maybe they're trying to think outside the box. I don't know how the ownership can explain the recent moves. 
to the fan base because it's a new management, but they're still doing similar things. It's strange. I actually don't hate the total, to be honest. You mentioned that they won 70, what, 74 games last year. We're sitting here 68 and a half. I mean, it's not bad, right? They're going to score some runs. Like, Chris Bryan is still very serviceable. Uh, Charlie Blackman's getting a little bit older. Ryan McMahon, I think, has got something to offer. CJ Crone's got a heck of a bat. He's still, I think, you know, uh, maybe a top 30 bat against lefties. Uh, They they go and get Randall Gerchick, so he's got some pop in his bat. He probably flirts with 30 home runs there. I mean, Big John is right. It's it's a team that they're going to score some runs. The pitching is absolutely atrocious. The bullpen is brutal. So that's where you get into problems. And also the big problem, is you know come july and end of june what or end of july and into august what is this what is they what are they doing are, are right, they gonna trade Marquez chris bryant they, they they could trade chris bryant they could trade herman marquez if i was to pick a side though i would lean the over i think it's slightly low let's talk yeah, M- I can see it. yeah well, let's just talk mvp that sounds a lot more fun than talking about the, yes. the, the dregs <laughs> of the nl west <laughs> Juan Soto is the favorite at plus 280 in the National League to win MVP right now. Uh, let's see. Is it Acuna? Am I, am I pronouncing that? You can see how into baseball I am meaning. Enye, Enye, Acuna. Acuna. So it has like the extra flair to it. I don't see one of those. The like, Enye, yes. Yeah, Enye. Acuna Matata. Yeah, there we are. Seven to one. Anyway, Bryce Harper's nine to one. Mookie Betts is nine to one. Freddie Freeman's 12 to one. Trey Turner, 14 to one. Fernando Tatis is 18 to one. But h- how long is he out for? At least two months? Yeah, he yeah. You, you can't win with that. Okay. No. Matt Olson. I mean, just wait a month and they'll be like 30 to 1. I don't understand those odds. Yeah, he has no all. chance. Yeah. Who do we like from here? Do we have a favorite that we can back? Is there a long shot that we can go to here? Like, I don't know, is it 2011? Is Paul Goldschmidt going to win MVP? No. No, he's not. But I will, I will give you a, a player that I think is in his power prime we've seen improvements from and i also think fits the archetype which is something that chris and i and you spoke about last week pat which i think does matter when it comes to mvp these are human beings that vote for these things so there is a subjective element right the mv winning an mvp is not a mathematical formula you can't say well he had x and y and z and therefore he's the winner because there are whether it's attitude, community, you know, contributions or whatever it may be. So I think there is an archetype that matters here. And what that means to me, at least, is I think it it really shrinks the pool of players that can win. Now, Juan Soto, transcending baseball with the big smile, international superstar, he's one of those guys. He's also at three to one. I would never pay three to one for an MVP. That's the odds are just so lopsided. I'm looking at the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, somebody I've covered in depth, right? He has the big market. He's in his power prime. We've seen a 50 home run season. So it's not as if we're asking for something that's ever happened before, something I also like. You know, I mean, coming off a strong season with good environment. And, man, I I was covering this on the Fantasy Baseball Show for you, Pat, where Pete Alonzo has made some major disciplinary gains. And a player like him, who is not only striking out less, but he's exchanged it for more contact. And we know the type of contact Alonzo makes. I think 50 home runs is in the cards again for Alonzo. And again, you know, he's, I know he's going to get a boost, New York media and all that, but that's part of my calculus here. So Pete Alonzo has got to be between 25 and 30 to one anywhere. So I think that's where I'm going to go. I think, I think he checks all the boxes for me. All right. Yeah, we didn't sh- we didn't share notes as I I never want to share notes with Big John because I I uh, I'm always excited to see where he's gonna go and it's the same guy that I have written oh, down yeah, here right. as well. 
is Pete Alonzo. But I also want to give a little bit of love to Tyler O'Neill as well. I know we were a little bit hard on the Cardinals, uh, a little bit longer odds for Tyler O'Neill at 30-1. to 1. He had his breakout campaign last year. I do believe in the talent, 34 homers. He had 15 stolen bases. He may not be a 285 hitter, but I also don't think that uh, Pete Alonzo is that type of hitter either. If Pete Alonzo can smash 45-plus bombs, driving 100, score 100, hit 260 – that's something that I think that Tyler O'Neill could do as well. I think he can get past the 40 home run mark. He's got tremendous pop. He's going to chip in with some speed. Uh, maybe the average comes down a little bit, but if he can hit 270, 275, I really do believe in what he did last year. And I think from a fantasy baseball standpoint, we're talking about this guy being a rock solid round two pick next year. I think he's a steal in the fourth, yep, late I third, agree. early fourth. I think he's got a lot to offer offensively. I think he's got a sharp eye at the plate. Uh, and I think he's going to be a guy that drives in a, over 100 runs and maybe scores 100 too. So that's – and you know what? It has – I think it does have to be um, potentially, you know, a big market name. Like John talks about the intangibles with certain players. I think he checks some of those boxes too. Yeah. All right. Let's move to rookie of the year. We'll do Cy Young last because – I don't really know what to make of what's going to happen to the National League Cy Young here, and I want to kind of talk it through with you guys of what actually matters nowadays when it comes to hitting the Cy Young. So we'll stick with Rookie of the Year. Uh, in terms of overall favorites for Rookie of the Year, uh, let's see here. This is, is this still broken up by league? It's not broken up by league anymore. It's just one, isn't it? Or do I have no? No, it's broken up. All right, there we are. I was looking at American League. That's why I was like, I'm pretty sure we talked about these guys last week on the American League show. O'Neill Cruz is four to one to win Rookie of the Year. Who is that, and who does he play for? <laughs> well, he plays for the Pirates, and he's really good. And he's the biggest shortstop I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this guy's like six eight, two sixty, playing shortstop, and he hit yeah. a home run off his shoe tops, a la Vlad Guerrero. That. I'm not sure he's landed yet. He is a super uber talent, but the Pirates rewarded his 1,000 OPS in the spring with a trip to Tuscaloosa, wherever they play AAA ball. So I think the name of the game here when we're looking at Rookie of the Year is Opportunity. And with a few of the guys on this list look like they have a chance at cracking the opening day lineups, considering the odds are way better, you know, better in the favor of the, the better. I don't think I could get with O'Neill Cruz. There's a couple of them that I do like here, Patty. Um, Bryson Stott on the Phillies, who I've spoke about. The reason I'm mentioning that is he's blocked at shortstop by Didi Gregorius. They're getting him reps at third base. Alec Baum, that experiment hasn't gone well. Now, I'm not ready to throw out, you know, the baby with the bathwater here, but he's getting reps. And if Bryson Stott breaks with the big club, I saw him anywhere between like eight and 10 to one. That's a that's a player we can get behind. Hunter Green with the Reds. Looks like he's going to crack the opening day rotation. And again, the best pathway to winning this is opportunity. And one more, which I don't know if people are looking to jump on the, the, the heat now because the odds have gone from 20 to 1 to about 11 to 1 last time I checked, was C.J. Abrams for the Padres. We mentioned Tatis being out. Abrams looked like he might get the nod on opening day, and they're also getting him reps in the outfield, which tells me they're going to look to get him plate appearances every day. So Abrams is a player with opportunity. He easily could win this. There's probably only six or seven guys, I think, that could win at, at all. The odds here are kind of weird. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different than the American League where I think, you know, I think it's Bobby Witts to to lose. But I love the Abrams call. I think he's terrific. Uh, and the fact, like you said, that he's, you know, he's going to get playing time here in the first couple months without Fernando Tatis. And if he's his bat is fine, then they're going to, you right. know, they're going to find a way to keep him inside that lineup. And when Tatis comes back, the lineup's going to be even better. So he's going to have a real good opportunity. I like the Hunter Green shout out. Nick Lodolo is another Reds yeah. uh, arm that I think he's, he's going to make the rotation inside the back because they've shipped off so many guys and we already talked about Luis Castillo a couple times if he's going to be gone he's 40 to 1 Hunter Green is that top guy who's you know hitting triple digits on the gun and what first overall pick so like he's his odds at 10 to 1 he's he's going to get more esteem but I hate to be the chalk chalk donkey here guys but let's be honest I mean see a Suzuki I mean when when we talked about the odds earlier it was 4 to 1 now I'm seeing plus 380 it's it's time to do it now uh you know he's he's, he's a guy that can play six or seven different positions He's got some pop, clearly. Uh, there's going to be an adjustment period from him coming over from Japan, but, I mean, he, he can he's a five-tool guy, I think. Uh, he, tremendous power. He's going to steal bags. I got him down here for these projections. Big John, see if you, if you like these and tell me ahead, if you, you think that this is rookie of the year projections here. I got him for 24 homers, 10 stolen bases, hitting 285, driving in 85 and scoring 84 runs. So I think that's got uh, – I don't know if there's any rookies on this list that can compete with those type of numbers. Well, that, I think that's that sounds pretty enough. comparable to what India did last year. I think if he achieved that, I think he would have a very good shot at it. And I think you make a very good point with Suzuki. You know why I didn't mention it? Because my, my heart breaks. I didn't get to the books fast enough. That number for rookie year was, was – it was huge. Yeah. It was like 30 to one or 40 to one, like a month ago. Yeah. I did miss it. Although that doesn't mean that it's not a good bet. Still, it just kind of hurts a little bit. And I think the best point here is we're talking about rookies, but like rookie is in air quotes because rookie is right. not necessarily a new player. Rookie means a new player to the major leagues. Say Suzuki is not a new player. He's a seasoned superstar just somewhere else. So if you think he can make the adjustments, He's not going to have some of the problems that we've seen, you know, adjusting to some of the other things that minor leaguers have to having never played against professionals. So I, I love the Suzuki call. He's going to play every day. They're going to give him every chance to succeed, I think, as well. And well, Pat, our guy, Mackenzie Gore, League of Leagues. I mean, he's 45 to 1. So right? we're in. I mean, it's worth a shot. It really that. is. A buck or two. Yeah. Why not? I think he's only going to trend upwards right we're talking about value we're talking about getting in early obviously oh, we miss yeah. out on suzuki and there's not a ton of value at plus 380 i'm saying if you do want to make that bet you got to make it now i mean just within a half an hour we've already seen the odds change of doing this yeah. show but at 45 to 1 if he continues to have a strong spring blake snell's always make blake snell darvish and um the other guys kind of escaped my mind if these guys can't stay healthy Right, I mean, Clevenger. We're we're looking at maybe more innings and an opportunity for Mackenzie Gore, and he's only going to go upward, not downward. So yeah, he's getting a hundred innings this year. I think. Also, I I love to target six starters for innings. Rookie of the year is going to be tough. We're going to need him to get a look within the first probably six or eight weeks. But man, if he doesn't break opening day, I don't think you have to jump on the odds. Right? They may even help us. They may move in our favor. The second he gets a nod, if it's, let's say, the middle of May or sooner, you may want to take that bet blind because the very first time, if he strikes out 10 batters in six innings, that bet comes off the board at 45 to 1 and it gets put back up at 22 to 1, you know? Let's move to Cy Young because I want to see if Jacob DeGrom at plus 330 is something that you guys are interested in after 
pitching or actually starting 15 games a year ago, 12 games the year before that. If he can get to 30 starts, Big John, is he the Cy Young winner? If Jacob DeGrom gets to 30 starts, we are going to see perhaps the greatest pitching season in my lifetime, and then even (laughs) maybe more so the greatest pitching season perhaps of all time. What Jacob DeGrom is doing right now is to almost compare it to the video game on a setting that's too easy doesn't even seem to do it justice. I I think I saw this on Twitter today. He has a 50% K minus walk in the spring. All right, so it's just... The things he's doing right now were ridiculous. That's all you're betting on is the health. So you really ask me, do I think he has a three and a half to one shot of staying healthy the whole season? Yeah, I think so. And I don't think anyone else has a chance if the Grom has 30 starts. Meaning? I was I was gonna bring him up when we were talking MVP, and there was a moment yeah, last right. year where he was favored. He was he was the yeah. favorite to win the MVP in the National League. He was that good. So, yes, to answer your question, 100%, yes. If this guy gives 25 starts, he's probably the, the Cy Young winner. He, he's that now, hold good, on, Chris, Chris. and he looks great. I, I want to – what if we level the playing field? What if I told you, like, I, I don't want to – I never want anyone to get hurt. But let's say, again, like Pat's thing, a, a alien spaceship comes and needs Earth's greatest pitcher. So we sacrifice the Grom to the, you know, to the Martians. Who would you be running to smash then? Maybe Scherzer. Like I, I still think he has he has something to offer too. Even at his age, a little bit older, yeah. I think he has still one prime year left. I mean, he showed yeah, it he last year uh, when he was with the Dodgers. He was great. He was great in the postseason. Uh, he's very familiar, obviously, inside that division. Uh, I still think that he has something to offer. I mean, if I'm looking at longer shots, I like Max Fried at fifteen to one. I like Logan Webb at 18 to 1. Like I said, I think Webb is is one of the next best things. Sandy Alcantara, um, yeah. you know, I, I is another guy that I think has got some upswing too. Um, maybe maybe Julio Urias. Well, you know, I kind of talked about how there's not a lot of arms inside that Dodgers rotation if yeah. Walker Bueller goes down, but he's a guy that maybe can take that next step as well. But just it's tough to get behind some of these long shots. You know, when you look at top of the board with DeGrom and Scherzer, and, you know, we're not even mentioning Corbin Burns. It's tough to go back-to-back, but he's going to be in, in the running as well. It's just a, a terrific arm that has so much swing and miss in his arsenal. So, I mean, I wouldn't be going – we're looking at long shots. We're just sprinkling a little bit here, but I would be shocked if DeGrom and Scherzer are not in the running. Yeah, they have to be. Adam Wainwright is 60-1. to 1. That's a name I recognize. <laughs> One last dance, last dance in St. Louis. Wainwright, Poolhouse, and Yadier Molina. Right, getting the band, getting the 2005 band back together. I mean, I, I can sit down and watch those seven-hour games from 17 years ago, and I'll feel pretty good about myself. I'll still remember what had happened. Maybe that can happen again. Is Marcus Stroman still on the Mets? And does he do that thing in New York like he did in Toronto, where he just seems to hate everyone? <laughs> no, he's he's he fits that what I was saying before, how Chicago Cubs are building the major league kind of thing. He's I forget the name of the character in the movie. He's the old pitcher that's gonna help bring the glue to them. Stroman's actually been very good. Uh he's added a ton to his arsenal. He's also very analytically driven. So mm-hmm. he is improving analytically, meaning he understands the things it takes with the cameras and all the Hawkeye stuff, spin rates, attack angles, and all the kind of nerdy stuff. He understands a lot of that stuff. Strowman, I don't know if you can win a Cy Young this day and age without the big strikeout stuff. 
that Strowman has lacked, I think is better than maybe the perception of him is. But no, he's not bad. I think he really gets a knock. Chris mentioned he's better in real life than fantasy. Chris, I believe that I believe you're right. But I think that gap is 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 narrowing. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's a terrific pitcher, honestly. But you're right. Yep. I mean, he's just not going to win Cy Young because, I mean, you can't win with, uh, what, a 6K per 9, a 7K per yeah, 9. Just, and 11 wins it, or whatever. Yeah. It, it's just, it just can't happen. But, I mean, I think he's a great pitcher. I was really wishing the Angels would get him. You know, he keeps the ball on the ground. He wow, could give you innings. He, he could give you a lot of innings. I would expect him to go... Um, you know, there's not a lot of two inning, 200 inning pitchers in the bigs these days, right. but I think you know, 180 plus uh, for him is is you know something that I think that he could get to this year. Yeah, he's a yeah. good pitcher, uh, but he's you know at 45 to one, I think it's I'd rather take a shot on like an Ian Anderson at 35 to one. I think there's like some more upside with some of these guys. Heck, maybe Louis Castillo at 30 to one. You know, it's another guy that you wait out waited out on because you know he's not going to be ready to start the season. But if he gets traded to a bigger market and things are working yeah. for him, then we can be talking about him a little bit differently. All right, I think that will do it. Outside of one thing on the National League preview show for 2022, I need your pick of the NL pennant. Who over who in the National League? And Meanie, who's going to the World Series? I'm stealing Big John's pick, I guess. I mean, I didn't think he'd come in here with the Brewers, but the Brewers are my my team this year. I think it's uh, Milwaukee, and I think uh, I think Atlanta goes back. Um, you know, I don't want to sit here and talk about the Dodgers. Like I, I've already <sighs> seen some guy Jeff Passing the best lineup ever assembled. Let me settle down a little bit uh, when it comes to that. But I, I'll go with Milwaukee <laughs> over Atlanta. I love Passing, but come on, man. Like yeah, you got a lot of great lineups his hands. In, the, in the in the bigs. Yeah, yeah, you knew it was a crazy take when you got Meanie talking. About his hands forget about it man are you kidding me yeah it's my big jaw depression yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, the hands are there i think the mouth has to get a little bit bigger all right so um for pat yeah i gotta go with the brewers you know again i think the division is set up for them to take it i think the odds agree with us and then we mentioned how dangerous they could be in a short set not only with the pitchers up front but with the pitchers in the back if you knew i mean to think you might get Two innings from Williams and an inning from Hayter, or even if you were to say three innings, three and a third from the two of them, the game is just shrunk down so far that you're not going to get anything other than A, one pitching from first to ninth. The Brewers are going to be a handful. So I'm going to go there. And then aside from that, man, I don't know. I I think I'm going to go. I want to stick with the Giants, man. I, I don't know. I Everybody is, seems to be off the Giants, and I'm not. The market is looking for them to regress 21 wins. We didn't even bring that up. I'm not really locking up my money on win totals, but I'm over the Giants' 85 wins. Like, they won 107 mm-hmm. games. I really like the Giants. I think I think they surprise people. I'm with me. I'm not going with the Dodgers. I think, I think the Giants can do it. Again, they have pitching up top. They play a lot of defense. They're a little injured right now, but they've also shown that they'll add. So I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the Giants and the Brewers in a really exciting NL pennant. Well, right now you can bet the Giants 13 to 1 to win the National League, the Brewers 7 to 1 to win the National League. So if that ends up being the NLCS, then you're making a decent chunk of change. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would take that. I mean, this, I think that's pretty good, right? Um, the well, Giants are the undervalued. Brewers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're betting. Oh, I'm I've betting. already. Oh. He's betting them over 88.5. I'll tell you a couple win totals. I did this last time on the way out here, too. 88 and a half for Milwaukee. You get the over on that one. Uh, the under 74 and a half on Cincy because they're going to continue to ship dudes off. Um, San Fran over 85.5. San Diego under 88.5. 
Washington under 71.5, and that's it. I mean, I do like the Braves, but it's a tough number. 90.5 is is tough to kind of back the over on that. But I do like the Braves to win the division. Well, really great, you Chris. Those are those are all the best picks you approve on the board. Those are really all the best picks on the board. Uh, I, I don't even think I have anything to add. I just I would just tell everybody be careful locking up your money if you're not in love with it. Those are the ones I would probably narrow my scope to. You know what? I did have one more I wanted, but the odds have moved now that the lines moved. I was really into the Phillies over, it was at 82 and a half. We've seen that now creep up to 85 and a half. And that's where my number was. So I think I'm I'm kind of pulling off the Phillies because I now I believe that's fair. Those three games, that was the value. You know what I think is gone now. All right, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Once again, Meanie, you're actually going to be like talking baseball throughout the course of the season on Mean Streets. Seems like a heavy, heavy lift. Yeah, every every day, man, we're, we're going to do it. Uh, I've kind of stepped away from the NBA, to be honest. I mean, I just there's enough people talking about the NBA over at FTN. So I'm happy to uh, stop talking about the NBA and get into the MOB. Yeah, we'll have picks. We'll have props every single day on Mean Streets, uh, Monday to Friday. And, you know, keep an eye. You know, just like Dangle Bet Sally with the hockey show over at FTN, we may have some, some betting content. Once hockey wraps up, we'll get into maybe – more of a an MLB betting show over at FTN as well. Well, if you do need your MLB bets, your fantasy baseball, and of course, how to trade stocks on players at Jock Market, Mayo Media Network is going to have daily fantasy baseball picks and bets with Big John hosting every single day. What do you got in store for us here? You got like waiver pickups along with the Jock Market picks, maybe some trade stuff. I'm curious to see how you roll this out. I'm excited to watch it whatever isn't nailed down is getting covered. No, it just, it, I'm so glad for the opportunity because we're going to do the thing we do, Pat, which is everything because I do it all. You know, I'm not just playing fantasy. I'm playing DFS. I am betting not just futures markets. I'm betting daily and everything in between, including jock markets. So there, you know, being versatile, it really opens up the opportunities for you because there are going to be days and the people who follow us along, they're going to see it in real time. There are going to be days where I say, we're not interested in DFS because we don't like the pitching. We're only looking at a couple hitters. That's the day you go to jock market. You could single your plays just on those hitters and cash out and then kind of hedge games with jock market or otherwise. I can't wait. It's going to be great. And also we're going to be doing fantasy at the same time. Uh, I just, man, I can't wait. We're a few days away. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> so hit the description or just go to jockmarket.com. You can get the direct link down there. Use code MMN when you sign up. Big John's going to have a walkthrough for you. It's actually yeah. incredibly easy to do. It looks like it's yeah. a bit intimidating at first. It's not whatsoever. And as we said, you know, 15,000% ROI on his uh, bonus deposit. He didn't even have to put in his own 20 bucks. Just got Sounds 20... fake, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't verify. You could be making that up for all I know. No, I'm going to share it all. I, I show the receipts. I always, it's very important for me to be 100% transparent. I know you trust me, but I'm, when we do it, because this is going to be part of, it's going to be part of the process. I'm working on that tutorial now. And I, part of it is a tracking your, tracking your, your movement, you know, because it is really important. So that stuff's going to be super exciting. I can't wait. That, that tutorial will be up in a few days. All right, that's amazing news. So once again, fantasy football picks and bets, fantasy baseball picks and bets. I keep saying football. 
Now, I, now I'm in my own mind about it because I've been hosting the fantasy football picks and bet show, but this is fantasy baseball. I will not be hosting that show because you really don't want to hear from me too much on baseball. That is the source of where you want to go to for everything. Was that police car I heard in the background coming to get you, John, or what? Or was that outside of Meanie's house? No, that would be, that it wasn't mine. Be, it couldn't be me. Could not be really? me. Really? I, I, I think it. I think it was, dude. I think it was you. I could hear it in in the headset. Hopefully, you're all right over there, dude. Yeah, well, if we don't see fantasy baseball picks and bets next week, we know that John's in jail, so it'll be okay. I'll have to figure out uh, someone else to come in to come do the show. Anyway, goes up to that on Mayo Media Network. Smash the like on the way out. And in the comment section, give me your single favorite National League bet for the 2022 season. If you want to watch the AL show, hit the network, hit the podcast feed, or just down in the description, you can find it all there. That'll do it for us. Masters for the next seven days let's fucking go okay i'll see you next time this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.